the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. And our musical guest on today's show is Vivian Cook. Hello, hello. She is providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations on this deep, dark solstice episode of the Radio 8 Ball, where we invite you into the little town of Olympia, Washington, the troubled little town of Olympia, Washington, where so many wonderful things could be happening if we weren't busy tearing ourselves to shreds over small personality conflicts. But that's just a microcosm of the world, the, lar- the world at large, and maybe something Ooh. that you can relate to. And now I'm inviting someone who is a longtime friend of mine. He was a chaos DJ. He was, uh, I think he was a member of the, he was going to Evergreen at the same time I was going to Evergreen back in the 90s. And he's also a talented visual artist and a musician with the band Old Time Religion. Uh, a uh, And someone who has been very much a part of the Olympia scene and is not a stranger to controversy himself. And yet I think is of, of his being a very, Neutral, pretty neutral and easygoing guy, as opposed to, say, me. And I've given him a big introduction. Here he is, Arrington Dedeniso. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Arrington. Hey there. How's it going? Good. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. A lot of people in Olympia know who you are. You're kind of a, a, a an Olympia celebrity, an Olympia rock star, and you also travel globally. But it's possible that some people who are listening to Feral Audio may not know who you are. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do and just, you know, your your overview? <laughs> My Ooh. overview? Well, uh, I make art and I make music. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I don't I don't like to talk about myself actually. <laughs> okay, well then I'll just provide all the links below this. But I was going to say that he okay. will he's a mind blowing artist on a multi on a multitude of levels. And if you did a if you did a Google search for him, uh, you will find many interesting stories and many great videos from all over the world <laughs> with him playing. You'll find all kinds of things. Yeah. So how you became a part of this conversation is that recently you were invited to participate in an event they were doing at Evergreen about a legacy of independence. of, uh, And they in- invited many different uh, chaos program- programmers from the past to come and talk, and you were one of the people they invited. And I got in touch with you because I was like, ah, this is re-stimulating the hell out of me. Legacy of independence, my ass. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Yeah, so I, you got, I got in touch, and I told you that, about this, and I was ranting and raving about it, and you were very sympathetic. <laughs> And yeah. uh, and then we had some pretty, I think, some pretty uh, 
I don't know, good conversations about this dynamic, particularly a chaos, because I know you were a DJ and you had some your own difficulties there, but also just yeah. at, in Olympia at large and in the world at large and how we address conflict and in, insider groups and outsider groups. So, um, you know, what is your take? I mean, you know what I'm what the things that I'm struggling with and you know some of the stuff that's going on. We just had Brett Club on the show and he was talking about uh, all the different programmers who have experienced some kind of corruption or abuse at chaos. Mm -hmm. Do you feel comfortable telling a little bit about your story, which doesn't really apply to current chaos management at all? It was far enough back. It was totally different people. Yeah, you know, it was far enough back. And, um, you know, I, 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 I feel like I was, uh, I was very young. I mean, this, this is, uh, 1993, I think when, when my kind of personal issue, uh, when, when that all went down, um, you know, I, I, I was really young and, and, and kind of kind of kind of arrogant i mean i'm not saying i'm not still arrogant uh but but my arrogance kind of clashed with the arrogance of the people who were uh managing the station at the time and um you know i i i think we've all learned a lot since then i mean in in this particular situation i i think that they were definitely listening very closely to the programs that we were broadcasting and kind of, you know, looking for an excuse to, uh, you know, to have us kicked off. Um, but, uh, and, and, you know, and, and, and I, I, I feel like their, the reasoning they gave at the time, I, you know, it, it, it was, it was definitely unjust and, and felt very unfair. Um, I think from the standpoint of management at that time, they, uh, you know, they 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 believed that what they were doing was necessary to uh, keep them in line with uh, the FCC and all that sort of, you know, for the preservation of the station itself. Um, I, I think the arguments that they put forward that we were um, a, a risk in that way, I think, were incorrect, and 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 I disagree with that still. But uh, it. Um, you know, my suspension was temporary, and I made amends with the people on the station so that I could get back on the air and kind of, I kind of went in a different direction with the radio show that I did at that point. So um, I, I focused more on, um, you know, uh, uh, sharing what I thought was the best of what was happening in the experimental world, experimental music world, and and so that was sort of my focus for the remainder of my time. Um, at chaos and um you know i i probably um well i yeah i guess i i focus less on um you know opinions or or uh you know trying to do things that were sort of more blatantly outrageous and i and i tried to um you know maybe maybe let the music speak for itself you have gone on to have a very uh sort of interesting and outrageous artistic career of your own Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think that uh, in a totally different way, I think I've tried to do the same. And I think there are other people who have who have left chaos, maybe without 
uh, much love from Chaos, who have gone on mm-hmm. to do really exciting things that are exactly the kind of things that the people there were afraid of, which is, you mm-hmm. know, that's what's sort of galling when then afterwards they, they celebrate a legacy of independence when they're constantly working against anything or feeling threatened by anything that is actually independent. Like that, If mm-hmm. it's independent, then it's a potential risk. So I want to, uh, you know, I know that you had your interest is less with chaos and mm-hmm. more with larger dynamics, group dynamics in Olympia and in the world at large, which is one of the reasons I invited you to come on after the rest of us have ranted a little bit, that you could sort of raise our consciousness with your question a little bit and, uh, and maybe get us focused yeah. moving up the chakras. Yeah, well, so um, the, the the same night that we had this, uh, you know, legacy of independent uh, um, kind of group discussion around um, chaos, um, la- later that evening, there was a benefit concert in the same room, uh, the recital hall at Evergreen, that was for the Edmund Lapine Scholarship Fund. And so I attended that concert as an audience member. Um, and, you know, for those who don't know um um uh, uh, we're we're just short of the uh the year anniversary i think on december 2nd is the uh the first anniversary of of the really devastating fire at the ghost ship which was a uh, an underground venue in oakland california um there were there were two uh former olympia residents edmund lapine and joey cassio who were both um, very, very um, beloved individuals in, in you know, various um, music communities here in Olympia and, and also in Oakland. Um, and, and they were among uh, upwards of about, I think, almost 40 people who, who lost their lives that night. Um, now, when we, when we talk about kind of, you know, nurturing um, independent um, thinking and, and independent uh, action and, and uh, you know, uh, I guess cultures of resistance and, and cultures providing uh, alternative uh, options to, you know, what is kind of given by the mainstream um, sort of oppressive uh, systems and operation. Uh, the ghost ship, um, while... Uh, there, there were, you know, some very uh, inherent structural problems with with the building. Um, people were organizing concerts there because that they felt that, um, you know, despite the safety risk of of the building, um, some communities felt safer hosting their events there than in you know other more kind of traditional like bars or clubs um you know the the community around the event that that took place that night um you know it it was a very active kind of um queer and trans community there were many people of color who were involved in that community and and you know just many people for for whatever reason don't really feel um as uh free to be themselves in in um, you know a lot of the standard kind of run-of-the-mill bars and clubs, uh, and and you know some of their music was very kind of cutting-edge music that 
probably wouldn't have been welcomed by a lot of those venues anyway. Um, so uh, after this horrible, horrible event took place, and in the midst of all the, the kind of collective trauma that that so many of us were experiencing and in, in, in grieving, um, something even more um, kind of, I guess, evil um, started happening at the uh, at, at the instigation of some of the the alt right neo Nazi message boards, who uh, certain individuals were encouraging others to use the ghost ship, um, the devastating tragedy of the ghost ship fire, as a pretext upon which to wage a campaign of harassment. Um, you know, basically. Um, trying to Google any information about any space advertising itself as DIY or all ages or queer POC friendly or safe space. Um, you know, any, any venue that came up under those search terms um, could, could fall victim to this campaign of online hatred. And, um, and, it, and it carried over from the online chat rooms into you know, actual um, harassment where, um, you know, they they would, um, some of these individuals would, would call the police department or call the fire department or, you know, they would um, kind of troll uh, people organizing these um, events. And, 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 a, and a, a huge number of these kind of um, all ages, alternative safe spaces all across the country um, were then very, very unfairly targeted, um, you know, whether it was, um, you know, looking for uh, zoning violations or, or what have you. Um, th the fact is, many of these venues were completely above ground and, and legitimate um, spaces for, for, for people to, you know, for people to congregate. Um, but um, people with very malicious intent were, um, you know, um, able to pull strings within that kind of, um, uh, I, I, I don't know, climate of, uh, I, I, I don't like to use the word hysteria because it kind of has other implications, uh, but, um, repression, but, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. Or, or just, uh, they were using the the reaction as a, as a pretext to uh, wage this kind of campaign of harassment, uh, which included uh, very very uh, violent um, and and uh, egregious harassment directed towards um, surviving family members and friends of uh, some of the people who who lost their lives in the fire. Um, so, uh, you know, really, really awful, um, awful stuff, you know, like, uh, you know, imagine being the parent, um, grieving for, for, a for, for a child who had lost their life doing, you know, doing what they love to do and, uh, you know, getting some message that like, oh, your, your, uh, your child deserved to die because they were queer or because they were freaks or, um, you know, and, 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 um, numerous numerous people connected to these communities received messages like that so what what this leads to um for me in in you know 
I guess part of my trying to um, make sense of of this, uh, you know, um, you, you know, in in spite of the the violent nature of the attacks directed toward these, um, you know, intersecting communities that were all kind of um, connected through the various people and places connected to the ghost ship tragedy. Um, you know, in, in, in light of all that, um, uh, I, I attended a memorial event that took place in Olympia several months afterwards. And, um, you know, for, for me, navigating my space within a community, um, you know, when I think of community, I, you know, I think of I think of a vast network of, of musicians and artists all over the world that I that I interact with. But I also uh, am very deeply uh, involved in my my local community of Olympia. And and sometimes that means, uh, you know, it, it, it may just be people that I'm aware of, people that I see from time to time, you know, whether it's shopping for organic food or, you know, going out to a bar or just people that I run into in my day-to-day interactions. You know, Olympia is still my community, um, even though there are many, many, many people and, and people who represent kind of different groups or, shall we say, cliques that, that maybe I don't interact with that much. Now, at the memorial, I, I, I saw so many people that, um, you know, for lack of better terminology, uh, are people that, you know, in my mind, kind of symbolize like the different cliques of of like the Olympia, you know, the various aspects of the Olympia scene, quote unquote. And, um, you know, I had people that I hadn't really spoken to in five or 10 years or, or more, you know, come up and hug me. And, you know, we were sharing in our grief, we were sharing in, and, you know, the appreciation of this devastating loss. Uh, and, and, and we, you know, there, there was a really um, welcoming, loving um, feeling. And, and, you know, several people spoke to me and, you know, said like, oh, you know, even, you know, I know we never really, you know, I, I, I never, I never make it to any of your shows or, you know, I never really talked to you, but, you know, I, I really respect what you do. And I'm really glad that you're in this community. I'm, you know, I'm glad you're here. I love you. Uh, you know, thank you for being here. And, and, you know, many kind of conversations of, of a similar um, theme. Um, I know there's a so question, question coming. Yes, here it comes. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so my question is, um, what, what is it that we can do to maintain that feeling of like, hey, like, we're all in this together. We're all in the, We're all in the same boat together. We're all in the same place. We all have uh, very similar needs and 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 things that 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 we need to create a cohesive society. And we're all a part of that. We all have a stake in that. What what can what can we do to? Um, maintain that really beautiful feeling of hey we all belong here without depending on a devastating tragedy to to bring us together good question (laughs) okay well uh now to engage the pop oracle on your behalf i'm going to have vivian pick a card 
any card. Pick a card, any card. Pick a card, any card. Song number seven. The most powerfully magical number. Which is whatever. Oh. I don't usually, this is a piano song. You gotta forgive me. I got this now. You on 
And that was Vivian Cook with Whatever, the answer to Arrington's question about how can we, basically, how can we treat each other the way we treat each other at funerals all the time? Why do we? Why does it have mm-hmm. to take a, a tragedy to bring out the, the thing that dissolves the cliques that separate us, basically? Is that about, mm-hmm. about right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, you can do whatever you please as, as long as you're on your knees. Um, you know, there, there might be multiple ways of interpreting that, but you know, my, my association with being on your knees is of course in, in a, as an act of humility, uh, perhaps in, in prayer, um, or, or, you know, I guess just any expression of, of humility. And, um, you know, when we're living in a, in a, you know, Olympia is kind of between being a large town and a small city. And, you know, there are a lot of different dynamics at play. And, and I think, you know, the various cliques and groups and, and, and people, you know, for the most part, do kind of do whatever they want. You know, they, they do their own thing. And, you know, I'm not going to bother you if you don't bother me is sort of uh, the rule of the day in, in, in many situations. But if we're seeking like a um, you know, a, a larger uh, way of of unifying these different elements in the community. Uh, you know, perhaps the thing that really needs to be there is a is a sense of humility. Um, I, I guess that's my first thought in in making sense of the uh, the pot oracle. Well, Vivian, tell us a little bit about the background of that song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, that. Um... <laughs> That's that is my party song. I don't have a lot of party songs. You got the one party song, but I think it is. I it's sort of a, a dark. I always thought that um, we can't stop by Miley Cyrus is actually like a really sad song about addiction, mm-hmm. and we can't stop and we won't stop. Um, and I think whatever that was my song. Um, I just like you know I had one of those nights. Uh, I did a little too much of everything. I woke up the next day. And I wrote that song, but I think it, the moral of that story to me is you can't do whatever you want. Um, you think you can in the moment, but there are consequences. So perhaps in this context, um, it you know it is sort of like right. Uh, I mean, in that song, I've okay. I think most people probably have struggled with uh, addiction in some form or another at some point in their lives. And um, it always hurts the people close to you, even if you think you're getting away with it. Um, so I think to me that was sort of that song was like, you know, it's not all about you. And I think that it does speak to your question um, that, you know, we need to be looking out for each other. You got to remember that all the time. It's like it's easy in moments of, uh, you know, I, the problem with life is that I do think mostly I experience joy throughout my life. I think the problem with life is that mostly I like most of my life is great. 90% of it. I'm super happy, but sadness is just so much more potent. So in that way, it's a very valuable reminder to us. It can be like a great, um, reminder to stick together with your community to help each other out. But you really, the goal is to remember that all the time. Yeah, the okay. there were some potent lines. I mean, it, when you talk, I mean, based upon the story you told, that first line, I lost everything last night. Yeah, I'm starting mm-hmm. to think I might have joined a fight. Is basically mm-hmm. the dis- of dis- perfect 
horribly perfect description of the ghost ship fire, which then was ta- followed well, by this fight fighting club abuse. reference. In that way, mm-hmm. the oh, ghost yeah. ship was mm-hmm. a club. I'm from San Francisco, so um, I'm familiar. But to me, the t- the title is really the opposite of the humility you speak of. <laughs> yeah. It's that whatever, and I feel like that is the response. Basically, unless you relate to the person who something is happen, something horrible has happened to, when yeah. they tell you that it hurts, mm-hmm. there's this cynical response of whatever. And that's a negative. It can't mm. be whatever. <laughs> so there's something about the cynicism. Like, oh, like, what is it going to take to maintain that? It's getting over that cynicism. And Olympia is a town that is full of addiction. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you add, you put together addiction and cynicism and then small sort of small town dynamics and uh, dysfunctional communication stuff. And, yeah, we do find these these moments in between and we can appreciate those of where we appreciate each other and we see each other through that veil and then, you know, how do you like I would just say focus like if you find yourself saying whatever to somebody else's pain, mm-hmm. then that would be like we have to be open to the pain that somebody that maybe we don't sympathize with is going through. Um, and that's that humility you speak of. It, if you end, it ends with you on your knees. Well, uh, I, I really appreciate you being with us, Arrington. You always have um, great insight, and I will post copious links to find your stuff. And yeah, I hope you, that Andra. we can. I hope that we can go into 2018 with that greater appreciation for each other and less cynicism about each other's mm-hmm. pain. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, and thank thank you, um, uh, uh, Vivian. Is it? <laughs> yes, Vivian. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball on Feral Audio. If you'd like more information about the Pop Oracle, please check out our website at Radio8Ball.com, where you can find out about upcoming shows, about asking your own question on the podcast, and about our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed on Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. Until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Ball Show.